Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Franny Benali, and you're listening to In That Number. And then they lift one over the top for Danny Ings. He's in the box. Oh, to his left foot. Brilliant. Oh, Thanks for checking out In That Number with me, Kevin, the Moscow Mush Milverton, and Ray Hunt. Find me on Twitter at Moscow Mush and my co-host Ray Hunt at Ray Hunt 84 Follow the show at Number Podcasts on Twitter, In That Number Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. If you've got any questions for the show, if you can be bothered, send us an email in that number podcast at gmail.com. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes or wherever it is you get your podcasts. Share, subscribe, and give us good vibes. Let's go. Hi, it's Franny Benali here, and I would like to send a massive congratulations to Kevin the Moscow Mush and Ray Hunt on reaching 100 episodes of In That Number podcast. I bet you've absolutely loved covering the Saints this season, guys, and let's hope that there's lots more positive things to talk about. Ray says it's been a fun ride, and without Kevin's support, you would never have reached this milestone. All the best, guys. Keep up the good work. Up the Saints. Welcome to a very, very special episode of In That Number, a double celebration, episode 100, we made it, and it's Christmas Eve to boot as well, and plus we've got a lovely message from the one and only Sir Franny. Today, to mark this special occasion, we are going to answer 100 of your questions, and we're going to have some good fun along the way. Joining me on this epic journey, we have the one and only Moscow Mush, Kevin Milverton. Say hello and Merry Christmas, Kevin. Hello and Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. 
Hey. Little stocking filler for you coming down your Christmas pipes. <laughs> got that right? Sign yeah. Some translation, maybe. Yeah, no, it's good. Uh, and we've got the always cheerful Tim Bazance. Say hello and Merry Christmas, Tim. Merry Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Hanukkah. Hope everyone's doing well. Maybe I should call you Kevin McAllister and Tiny Tim for today. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. I, I don't think I don't think there's any festive rays, are there? There's, no, no. Yeah, you can call me you can call me Tiny Tim if you want <laughs> for the entire show. <laughs> okay, Tiny Tim, I like I it. I call um, you Scrooge. Scrooge, yes, yes. Well, everybody else does. All the Grinch. Ebony's a hunt. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Uh, guys, how how are we then? And are you all set for the big day? I'm very thankful to be here. I know you guys have been doing this now for a hundred episodes, and I've probably been there for maybe a tenth of them. So it's a it's a it's a pleasure to be here, and thank you so much for the honor. Oh, that's nice, Tim. I'll start with you then because of that nice message. What, what's what's your family traditions on Christmas Day? It's differed. I've lived throughout the country, so we've kind of been different places, either just with ourselves or large groups of family. Uh, ultimately. Christmas Eve is kind of more important than Christmas Day itself. Christmas Day is just kind of lounge around and, you know, just watch TV and, you know, open a few presents here and there when I was a kid. But uh, right now, as of the last few years, I've been living in North Carolina away from my my main family and just kind of been hanging with the wife, uh, taking it easy. And unfortunately, I'm working uh, on Christmas Day. And so Christmas Eve, though, I will have off, which is nice. Got to love having it off on Christmas. <laughs> Christmas in Russia, they they don't really do Christmas, do they? Do New Year, don't they? All your present givings are, are New Year, exactly. Yeah, uh, it normally works out quite well. So normally, uh, the week around Christmas, we come over, see family and friends, uh, catch a couple of Saints games, um, have traditional British family Christmas. And then come out just before New Year and have a traditional Russian. They treat New Year as we do Christmas. So the Catholic Christmas on 25th, that's just an ordinary working day for most people. Um, so, yes, it's quite miserable just to, to be sitting at home or even worse, like just working like everybody else at Christmas and nobody even thinking anything of it. Um, yeah, but I mean, the, yeah, I've said it before, the Christmas traditions are kind of similar. You get a Christmas tree, presents, all that sort of thing. I've got people stay up till midnight, drink uh, Russian sparkling wine and a variety of uh, mayonnaise, soused salads and other Ew. very strange British <laughs> palate. I mean, like Ron. Up north, it's quite, well, it was quite popular, but it's basically... Um, tripe or other things that's um, mm. boiled with uh, hooves or other bones just to get that gelatinous gloop on top so it's like meat in aspic oh, with horseradish horse yeah I'm not quite particular well, my mother-in-law does make a mean one that's um, I do try. Interesting yes very interesting uh, and, and Kevin 100 episodes how on earth did we make it? I don't know I still can't believe it. No. I can't believe it. We've laughed we've cried it's been a, a hell of a ride Hey, poet, yeah. <laughs> Long may it continue. Um, right, okay, shall we just get straight into these questions then? Uh, good. Uh, all of these questions sent in, by the way, are from people that have made this show special over the last 99 episodes, whether it be regular guests, people that we, we've known since starting this up. You know, this lovely little community and group that we've, we've created, it's, 
you're awesome and yeah we're going to answer all your questions today and hopefully have some fun with it um so we shall start chestnuts roasting on my dirty asshole jack frost nipping at my dangling baubles oh man those are so pretty though okay so the first lot of questions is from ben stanfield from total saints podcast okay if you could go back and re-record one previous itn episode for good reason which would it be and why? Kev, I, I would take the Carl Anker episode, I think, just, I don't know, I, I would have liked a little bit more time to pre- prepare for it. I felt like I let myself down a little bit in that one because it was just like, yes, I'll do it. This is the date, go. And I guess any of the earlier episodes that we didn't really have an ID, we were just going on and just just chatting about Saints games without even a, like a like a method and, and a design. I think if we could re-record the first 20 episodes of our current ID and method, then that would be brilliant. Yeah, I mean, it's a learning curve. The Carl Anker one, I think that um, he was a very gracious guest and it, it came at a time when there was no football, so we could just um, have quite a relaxed chat and I thought, I thought it was quite a very good episode. But uh, I understood Ben's question slightly differently. For, for good reason, are we looking at improving it or just because we enjoyed it? Well, we're looking I, just, at, I just meant for improvement. If we're looking at improving it, I mean, um, yeah, any of the episodes that were interu- interrupted by drilling from my neighbours, which um, <laughs> I did hear a few minutes before we started. Um, but maybe the worst one for that is the the one that we did while I was in Ireland, and it was just in the middle of a pub, and there was oh, yeah. so much background noise, people yeah. could come in and out, and we had a, um, a guest on from the Brighton Hove Albion Together podcast. Yeah, that was funny. But the ones that I enjoyed that I'd like to re- revisit are some of the ones with our amazing guests. Um, and enjoyed having Saints Pirate on. That just had me pissing myself laughing. I had to stop at some point. And, uh, yeah, Greg, of course. Um, yeah, just... Oh, but there's too many to mention, but, yeah, the enjoyable guests we've had. What's the one thing you've learned about recording podcasts that you didn't know or appreciate when you started? Uh, for me, I think it just takes time, um, and I naively went into this venture thinking it would be a couple of hours a week, but obviously not. Yeah, I mean, I've, similar kind of answer. I mean, when you said like you'd re-record uh, some of the earlier episodes, because we just, we just weren't that good, but it's a learning curve. You know, you get better as you go along. I'm supposed to anyway. Yeah, um, yeah. But, the, <laughs> yeah. but no, we've definitely learned a lot. But yeah, I think the one thing that I've taken out of this is that just the amount of time that it can take up, it can take up as much of your life as uh, as you wanted to, and maybe even more. Indeed. A front three of Lalana, Lambert, Rodriguez, or Tadic, Pella, Mane. Fucking hell. I, I'm going to take Lalana, Lambert, and J Rod because of the goals, right? I've done some research. 180 goals versus 64. Plus, we can all agree, with the exception of Pella, Tadic and Mane have gone on to better themselves and become arguably world-class players, right? You couldn't say that when they were playing for us. So if you had to take them now, that's a different story completely. But I am going to take... I'm going with my with my heart and going Lalana, Lambert, Rodriguez. What about you, Tim? I'm going with uh, Tadic and Mane and Pele. Uh, I just think that Mane is... I mean, he's world-class. And obviously going back and forth, whether it's then or now, but... I really think that Tadic and, uh, and Mane are just absolutely fantastic wingers and be great to play with and see. This is the one question, though. I, uh, however much I've thought about it, and Ben gave us this question a long time ago, I still can't come to it. But you've got to look at the opposition. You say all well, those goals did come at a time where we're, we, we weren't playing the Premier League every season, but the, they were there. So that's not maybe a fair comparison. But just for, yeah, for the feel-good factor... Those were such good times, weren't they? So, uh, yeah, Lana Lambert, Rodriguez. But, yeah, if you had to go on them now, I mean, Lambert, um, 
sorry, mate, but <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's quite ready to don a Saints shirt, but the other three probably could. If, if Santa could bring Saints one player in 2021, who would it be and why? Danny Ings, new contract. <laughs> okay, I'm going all time. I'm going to go Paul Scholes, uh, and currently I'm going to go Kevin De Bruyne because I think we need someone in the middle that can create and score, and they'll be yeah. perfect. That's a good proper answer. Yeah, but who would you take out? So I'll take Romeo out for for Kevin De Bruyne easily. Mm. Okay. Realistic, probably another left back. Maybe somebody like uh, Brandon Williams, just because I, th- I really think he's going to be good. A completely realistic option. Uh, Kieran Tierney is another level step up. Um, but beyond that, if you got to just take anybody, it's going to be somebody like Messi or Ronaldo. You're just going to want to. You're going to want to have them. They're not going to fit in the team, obviously, <laughs> but. It'd be, you know, you can always have a dream just to see what it'd be like for Messi playing on the right wing and cutting inside all the time. Talking about Zinchenko, um, I think it'd be a great fit, wouldn't it? Um, and it'd be exciting to have a Ukrainian player on the team. Yes. So you're going with Zinchenko, okay? I'm just, I'm just completely avoiding the question like I always do. You, you could be a Tory MP. <laughs> I could be any MP. Yeah. Don't say the T word on this podcast. Oh, is that another one? Okay. You can change one current rule in football for the better. Which would it be? I'm going with interfering with play on offside. Fucking hate it. Just take it out. If you're offside, you're offside. I don't care if you're tying your shoelace at the corner flag. You're offside. Shankly, that said, if you're not interfering with play, what are you doing on the pitch? Well, exactly. That's my point. Yeah. Get rid of it. We're not going to end up not talking about VAR on this podcast, are we? Um, I would make it that the referee has to go to the monitor if there's a VAR decision and the referee makes the final decision. End of. Concussion subs. Mm. Needs to ha- you need to, basically at any point in time, they need to be able to be pulled. So you always have somebody who's on retainer basically for, and you get up to like, we'll say 10 minutes is usually what takes a full analysis to do so. Um, to be able to have a, have a live sub at that point in time. Um, they can get a full analysis, and then if they are pulled from the game, they are then suspended for a minimum of uh, – and put into a concussion protocol. And yours is probably more likely to happen than ours, to be fair. <laughs> it, it will happen. It's just a matter of how it will happen. Absolutely. Uh, what's the one Christmas present you'd never want to receive? Dirty Den-style divorce papers. That's definitely true. Um, I, I tell you, once I had a Liverpool calendar in a Secret Santa one, so, yeah, I don't want to receive that. I, I that's never going to happen again. I'll get you a Liverpool shirt for your birthday once in a while. Yeah, you got me an old retro Liverpool shirt once, didn't you? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Whatever happened to it? Uh, wash, washing the dishes for thousand. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Uh, in that in that vein, I'd never want to receive um, a blue football shirt. What's wrong with Brighton? <laughs> Don't make me say it. <laughs> I don't ever really want candy. Don't give me candy. I know I, you get it all the time and it's realistic, but I just don't want it. I don't want it around my house. I don't <laughs> want to eat in it. I'm not going to not say no to it, but I just it, you don't. It's just extra garbage. You don't need to make yourself uh, to eat throughout the rest of the holiday season. Are you the Christmas chef or the pot washer? Uh, definitely the pot washer. I'm the chef, and I always end up doing the drying up because nobody else will do it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm quite a good chef. I know. If I do say, even when I do say my, sorry myself, but I, yeah, I like to, I like to cook. Can, I can vouch for you, Kevin. The dryer and putting everything away on the top shelf, because I'm 6'2", and my family is not tall. So. <laughs> uh, given that Kev moved to Russia, if you were offered the chance to relocate to any foreign country to live at work, where would you go and why? Uh, I'm going to take Canada, because I'd love to be involved with the NHL, and I'd love to... 
yeah, just work in and around that. Uh, so I would, Canada is really close to home, would not hate it at all whatsoever. Living in the Toronto area or Vancouver, um, even Calgary would be super nice as well. Um, but I always, England or Scotland, otherwise, uh, Winchester, if I had to choose anywhere in England and Scotland, I'd live in Edinburgh. Good. I love those places, by the way. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Which is nice. Well, I mean, yeah, I've moved to Russia and the initial culture shock and, you know, getting over it and um, learning the language and all that sort of thing. It, it's difficult, but I definitely thrived in it. And I did find myself well, 10 or so years ago looking for that sort of feeling again. And I was thinking of moving to, to China or some Arab state or something, because that's where you'd get that same culture shock. But I think I'm a bit too old for it now, so I definitely want to be staying in, in Europe and preferably a place where I speak the language relatively well, so it wouldn't be too difficult for me to learn. So I think Germany's probably the optimum there. If you were a superhero or villain, what would your name be? I am tech support man, because literally that's <laughs> what people call me for at work, is tech support and any IT help that they can administer because they can't figure shit out themselves. So that's me. Uh, that is clearly a superhero, and if anybody says anything otherwise, you are wrong. Okay, I'll tell you, when I, when I was on a cruise once, we, uh, we did a quiz, we did a pub quiz, and it was on US sports, and it was American that was, uh, was the, the quiz master. I still got a hard on. Yeah, and I was just like, right, okay, so I had a tip, we met up with, with, with a couple of, uh, a, a couple of couples, we formed a six. And I was known as Captain America because we smashed it. We got 20 out of 20, and it was all because of me. I was like, give me a pen, give me a paper, and I got every single question right. <laughs> and they all called me Captain America. So I like the sound of that. So, yeah, I'll go with that. Or, or possibly Rayman because I got called that quite a bit. Rayman. Wasn't that a game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Little yellow fucker. Hmm? Yeah. <laughs> I think I'd probably be Grammar Man. The, <laughs> Good point. The, the special ability to point out anybody's grammatical mistakes and, and correct them because yes. <laughs> that's mostly my job. Um, yeah, that's and true. Spotting misplaced apostrophes or commas, uh, that's also my job. So, yeah, I, I avoid doing that on Twitter because it's never going to end up... Uh, <laughs> no, you just do it to me instead. Uh, <laughs> well, um, but, yeah, you know the way... I mean, imagine if anyone's listening who's like a, a lawyer or a medic you, they must get asked all the time, like, could you just have a look at this contract for me? Or, um, yeah, could you just have a look at my arsehole? For, for, I've got some complaint here. Just, you know, whilst they're at the dinner table. And, yeah, I, I get asked all the time, could you just check this email to make sure that uh, there's no spelling mistakes in it? Or, yeah, could you have, have a look at this, this translation? Is it all right? Um, so, yeah, that would be my superhero ability. Not okay. quite glamorous, eh? No, that's fine. Which actor, or actress, if you like, uh, would play you in the uh, in that number, the movie. It's got to be Chris Hemsworth for me, isn't it? With, with the long hair and, and the muscles and stuff. You know? No, no. Obviously, and seriously, I would say I was told in my younger days that I looked like Brendan Fraser. So I'm going to take that. Yeah, I don't know. It depends. Is it going to be a Hollywood production or is it going to be a sort of slightly lower budget British Whatever. production? <laughs> You're thinking about it too much. Well, okay. Uh, who's the fellow with the bit? Is it Zach Galifianakis? Yes. One from The Hangover. Yeah, I'll take that. It's kind of typecast as a beardy drunkard. Um, yeah. Yes. Um, Good one. But if I'm dreaming, yeah, Tom, Hand, Tom Hardy. <laughs> All right. My, 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 my question to the question is, what the fuck would the plot be? <laughs> like, we have to try and save the world with the Southampton Football Club podcast. No one's going to watch that. <laughs> so I don't know if you guys have ever seen the movie Super Troopers. Have you? Have you seen it? 
Yes, yes, I have. Okay. So, Rabbit from Super Troopers, his name is Eric Stolhansky. He's probably, like, the closest guy to look like me. And so I would choose him because he's also hilarious. Have yourself a monumental fucker. Okay, Kev, on to Statman Steve. He used to be a, a regular on our show. Yeah, Statman Steve asks, was ITN a planned podcast or did it start from a spur-of-the-moment thought? I think it was a spur-of-the-moment thought, wasn't it? But then there was lots of planning thereafter. Yeah, so it's kind of both, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, I guess it must have been in the back of your mind, like, you wanted to start a podcast. I wanted to do something, yeah, and I wanted a project on Saints, and I thought, I could do a podcast, could I do a podcast, could I do a podcast? And then it's just like, yeah... It spurred from that, and then I was thinking about who, who would want to join me, and, and then there was a lot of planning, and you know, the production was rushed a little bit too much, I thought. But, yeah, we got there. But you you we, you we put it to me in the summer. of, of I did, season. yeah. It was like June, July, wasn't it? I was like, this is what we're going to do. This is what we, And I had a plan of how we were going to do it, and you were like, yeah, let's get out before the start of the season. I was like, we've got like a month. And yeah. I thought, Let, let's say January, so let's get let's get it all set up. And then we, I, yeah, we rushed it out. And first, like twenty episodes, you can hear from that rushed. I think it would have been the same whenever we started. Oh, sure, yeah. Yeah, you also asked how many guests we've had on the show in total. I, I don't know that. I didn't Do go you... back and count, but I'm going to say around sixty. I mean, if we're including Statman Steve as a guest and we're including Tim as a guest, I don't think we are now, but. I would say around the 60 mark. Out of the 100 episodes, that's about fair, isn't it? Because, I mean, sometimes when we have the Arsenal fans on, there's three of them. Mm. On to Saints. Who's the most underrated player for Saints this season? Uh, Bertrand, probably. Uh, other than that, I'd say Kyle Walker-Peters, I think, because I don't think he gets the recognition around the league, probably from the Saints fans. But, yeah, I'd say Bertrand or Kyle Walker-Peters. Definitely. I think... Um... We got asked this before, didn't we? And when when Tim was answering, I said, I said Armstrong, which is sort of a hipster choice. But I, I think he does get a lot of credit, Armstrong. I think it's maybe sort of the, the ratio of plaudits to performance for Armstrong is probably fair. Whereas Bertrand, I've seen him being slagged off on social media in the last few weeks. I think he's, you know, most dead set player in the team, that left back position. You can't have anyone else playing that. And when he's been injured, it's it's shown that that's uh, you know a weak spot that we don't have cover for, and we all know what happened when he got sent off. <laughs> oh yeah, probably Ben Merrick. Uh, obviously, Vestergaard is looking really really good on uh, the left side. We're all singing his praise as well deserved, but Ben Merrick is the second member of the Smash Brothers. I love the guy. He's doing a fantastic job. He's a regular international for Poland and is well-deserved the five-year contract. Next, most exciting academy player. Uh, if you're not including Teller and uh, Lulu in this, because, I, I mean, I've got I've got high hopes for Will Ferry and um, Alex Jankovic. I think they're going to be good. I think Will Ferry's excellent, and I hope that he's going to make it. Yeah, 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 me, me too. I think that there's a lot of um, exciting Irish players in that team for me to get excited about. Um, yeah, Tommy O'Connor, Will Smallbone. I mean, such high hopes for him, but he seems to have just, you know, fallen out of the team. The more exciting academy prospects we've got at the moment, the ones that we've seen having cameo roles, yeah, and then to do um, Taylor and the likes. But there's, uh, yeah, I mean, been paying a little bit more attention to the the B team this season, and there are some wonderful uh, Saints Academy players with just unpronounceable names. Like, um, okay, Kex Chalky. Fair enough. Mm. Uh, Zuriel Otse Taiwo. Yeah. I'm, I'm waiting for the day that he scores. <laughs> Kaya, Ch- Kaya Chaka. Yeah. Um, Kazim Oleg- Olegby. Uh, Yankovic. Yeah. He's, he's easily the 
Uh, he's easily the best prospect. I think. Under, under 21 Switzerland as well now, isn't he? So. Yeah, that's, that's, that's why. Uh, so between Diallo and I could see even Yankovic and a year or two pushing Diallo and Romeo for the position. Me too. Mince pie Christmas cake. Go. Christmas cake. But I never seem to leave room for it though. It's like, in, in the work that I do, I'm baking mince, mince pies in September, as you can imagine. I'm sick to death of them by October. Can you imagine my feelings for them in December? I fucking hate them. Well, I like them, but I don't want anything to do with them. So uh, Christmas cake for me, but I never mince, seem to eat it. Mince pies for me, I mean, they just translate so easily. Like You, you give anyone from any, any country in the world a mince pie, they're like, oh, this is nice. No, Gemma doesn't like mince pies. Uh, anywhere, anywhere in the world apart from your house. Uh, I'll go with, uh, I mean, I, I don't care. I don't want sweets, so I guess I'll go with mince pie, but neither neither excite me. Yes, that must have also asked what the Russian word for Father Christmas is. You, you you wonder why the Russians don't smile. Their, their name for Father Christmas is Dead Morose. Dead Morose? Mm, Dead Morose, yeah. Uh, Ray, if you had to pick another team from the NBA to support, who would it be? Uh, I like the Charlotte Hornets. Um, I, I like the Bulls growing up for obvious reasons. But um, I like, like I like Charlotte Hornets. Let's go next. I'm a Chicago Bulls fan through and through, but because I live in North Carolina, let's go with the Charlotte Hornets. All right. Okay. If you had to speak another language for the rest of your life, what would it be? English and Russian not counted. For me, it'd be Irish. Italian. Italian. Mm -hmm. French. Would you back yourself to score against... Oh, the fuckers up the road. No. Not a chance in hell. I'm a goalie. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a centre-back, so what I was. Yeah, I'm I'm left back, um, left back at home. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Setting is pre-COVID. I like this question. You have to go to every home and away game for either A. Scunthorpe, B. Luton Town, C. Blackburn Rovers, or D. Stoke City. I'm going to take Luton just because the home games are closer. But but that away trip to Middlesbrough would not be fun. <laughs> Luton and Middlesbrough at the at the Riverside. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to that. <laughs> Attendance Ray. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go for Scunthorpe. I've got a little soft spot for them because... Because um, they got a cunt in the name. Because they got a cunt in the name, yeah. And um, whenever you uh, type it on a forum, it gets uh, asterisks in the middle. Uh, but also because when I was living out in Poland, I was sort of friends. I knew, knew a guy uh, from Scunthorpe. He used to um, wear the shirt in and I said, like, oh, I like your manager, that Nigel Atkins fellow. He's doing a brilliant job for you. Um, and then, then we went and got him. So for me, I would choose Luton just because it's the closest to a major airport. Because <laughs> <laughs> if I have to go to every home and away game, I'm gonna hate. I'm gonna have serious jet lag. But at least I can do is be closest to an airport. That's a very good point. For for everyone's clarification, I've never been to any of those. <laughs> so I just I had a I knew where I knew where Luton was, and I knew Black. The rest of them are, are northern northern north of London that is in England but I didn't know the exact location Scunthorpe's so. like Lincolnshire isn't it it's like right on the east coast yeah it's up near Newcastle and no it's, it's south of Newcastle but it's um, okay yeah it's um yeah. It's, it's right in the middle of nowhere it's the season shit where you want okay the next set of questions comes from Greg Kaplan Greg is the host of Blue Shots Breakaway who is a, which is a New York Rangers podcast which I am a patreon for and he's been a guest on the show because he's a saints fan as well so rangers and saints his first question <laughs> fuck marry kill ings wardrouse and ralph so i i'm gonna i'm gonna marry ralph ings i'm gonna kill and ward prouse would be my fuck boy <laughs> 
I've got a similar approach. Um, I'm going to marry James Ward-Prowse because Corporal famously said he'd be the ideal son-in-law, so I imagine he'd be an ideal husband as well. Um, I'd fuck Ralph just for the uh, <laughs> the German porno noises he'd be making. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and just by process of elimination, killings. Sorry, mate. Set Danny Killings. <laughs> <laughs> this is a conversation I, 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 was, I never thought I, was, gonna I was wondering whether this is literal or rhetorical, so I went with literal just because, just for the for the fun. Uh, JWP is the nice guy and would be caring emotional for my family, so he would be married. Ings with all the tattoos is guaranteed to be freaky, and therefore, sorry, Ralph, because you're older and uh, it would be awkward. <laughs> It all, it's all going to be awkward. Uh, yeah. How well do you think a team of Romeos would do in the Premier League? And how many times do you think the squad would be down a man? We're a Burnley in the league because that's where a team of Romeos would be. It would be about, it'd be about 17 or 18. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I, I think awful. I think down, down a man. I mean, I think we'd be down to nine men at times, I think. And yeah, sure, he'd hold, he'd hold his own in the middle of the park but and at the back. I think he'd be fine, but... Anywhere else on the field, and it would be a fucking disaster. I mean, have you got faith in him on a one-on-one? Nah, not really. Um, he, do, he does like a like cracking a shot from just outside the box, doesn't he? So he might score a few. I'm thinking that's so mathematically that's 11 yellow cards every game. So that means that you're going to be two Romeo suspensions uh, every week, uh, every match. They would probably, because also being a goalie, they would ease, They would maybe be League 2 or League 1, so they'd be relegated super quickly. But yeah. they would never they would never be a squad man down because he's never gotten a red card, knock on wood. So if there's consistently a team of Romeos out there, he they would, they would be never... Never have a man down. But, I mean, you'd, there'd be suspensions, though, right? But there would be just a Romeo on the bench to replace him. Yeah, you just have, you just replace it's Romeo just a, with it's a, just a Romeo. Of, it's just a rolling group of Romeos. <laughs> it's just like an academy of Romeos. <laughs> little Romeos, little bulls, kids. <laughs> if Ralph did a reverse Ralph Kruger, how well do you think he'd do as an NFL coach? Sorry, an NHL coach. Um, I think he'd be fine with, like, the X's and O's. But when it comes to line changes, no. He doesn't make changes for Saints, does he? So he's going to keep his top line out for most of the period. It's like, coach, I've been on the ice for over a minute now. Uh, and continue that high-pressing forecheck. <laughs> so his attitude, his team play, and his fitness are not going to be a problem. Uh, obviously, he's not going to know a lot of the tactics, but he, his, I feel like his design would be a trap play, but it doesn't work after the rule changes after the the, the, the most recent lockout. You can't really get that high trap that the Minnesota Wild were famous for right before the, the lockout happened. So yeah. uh, he, they would, he would get slaughtered. Based on those tactics alone. Do you think Salisu is actually real? Yes, because I've seen him. Nope. Not, haven't seen the guy. Come on, why is everyone making a big, big deal? When we signed Bednarek, I mean, for that minimal fee a few years ago, um, yeah, he barely got a look into that, um, that Saints first team. He was just back there training, getting his fitness levels up, getting up to the standard, and now he's the nailed on centre back. So, you know, it's a project for the future. I'm not expecting anything this season at all. Do you think Shane Long is simply playing the wrong position? And why do you think the biathlon is the right sport for him? 
Not a chance in hell. He's not a sh- – <laughs> so a biathlon is a cross-country ski in, in, a, yeah. in, a, in a shooter, you know. So if there's one thing he's not really good at is shooting. So yeah. he could, he might have the – he might be able to learn in a long period of time. So I put him down here as he'd probably be really good as an 800-meter runner. In fact, I think he'd be fantastic. In fact, I think he'd also uh, – if he had the technique and the skill built it up to be a line jumper uh, – or to be a high jumper, excuse me. But there's no chance in hell he's going to be able to shoot. <laughs> yeah, I think um, biathlon, that's the one sport where you need to be close to the ground to shooting. And Shane Long, is he's an ex-hurler for Tipperary because he's, he's from Tipperary. Well, I mean, just, just on the – um, on the board there, and Tipperary is just a, a huge hurling county, and yeah, the the height you have to get with the uh, the command to get up and catch the ball, uh, it's a very particular skill, and that's why he's a, a brilliant jumper. I've got a feeling that when his career does end, he might go back into it, just because he, he loves to run and jump. So yeah, I think that's definitely the best sport for him. Okay, uh, which US Big Four sports? do you think could make for the best Premier League manager? Okay, so I'm, I'm going to take Phil Jackson. The things that he could do with that United front three, the, the, the triangle offense of Rashford, Greenwood <laughs> and Martial would be great. Or maybe Greg Popovitz. I don't know, he'd be good. Uh, John Tortorella would be fantastic with the British press uh, and the players wouldn't know you know, what, what, what had hit them. NFL is going to have to be Bill Belichick, isn't it? I'm, I'm pretty sure he could, oh, manage I mean, I... That, he could manage that current Liverpool side and win trophies easily. It's Bill Belichick, and there's mm. no other. Yeah, yeah, there's no other choice in this case. You know, the guy can handle. You know, he he'd be the best lacrosse coach of all time if he wanted to coach lacrosse. I'm he thinking. Do, I'm thinking Bill Cower as well. I think he'd do a good job for some reason. I think he'd be great with the player. Which Rangers player do you think could hold could best hold his own in the Premier League? For Saints in particular, I'm going to take Adam Fox. You know, great great in possession, physical clearances. Yeah, I'll take him. Sign him up, Ralph. He's only 22 as well, so we'll have him. If Southampton were a Christmas movie, which movie would they be? I think at the moment it would be, um, well, it depends on what the, what tier we're going into, but Home Alone. Um, <laughs> if it was under Mark Hughes, it would definitely be National Lampoons. <laughs> <laughs> Just everything going wrong. Um, but, yeah, at the moment, what are we going to say? It's a wonderful life. No, i got it. Uh, jingle all the way with <laughs> okay. Ralph. So I'm I'm going with the Charlie Brown Christmas because there's a lot of characters and it's generally a feel good story for this year. Okay. Um, if you were put in charge of choosing a goal song for Saints, what would it be? Uh, so I'm a big black Chicago, obviously Chicago Blackhawks. So Chelsea Dagger and the Fratellis is their goal song. Yeah. So not so it would no, be. You can't have anyone singing Chelsea. Sorry, it's. It's not going to happen. Um, I'm going to take Led Zeppelin's Immigrant Song. That would be excellent. Or um, Black Sabbath, Children of the Grave, something like that. Or Pantera's Walk. That would be brilliant. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go with a bit of a, a retro one. So, yeah, it's got to be something metal or punk. Uh, but, yeah, The Saints Are Coming by the Skids. I mean, did, they used to play that when the um, players had come out and, and warm up before the match. But, yeah, you see it in the Bundesliga. They've all got their um, little goal songs they have. I think I think that would be that'd be a good one. Okay, this is a good one. Um, what do you think is James Ward Prowse's go-to pickup line? I'm an England international football player. Jump on me, and they would just automatically do it. <laughs> um, it's got to be something to do with his free kick abilities. Something like "Watch me bend this one," or um, "Check out this whippage." <laughs> okay. You're a thumb, you're a punk, you're an old- 
raging wanker. God. Okay, next set of questions is Kurt Supple, a fan that we had come over and visit us. Well, not visit us, obviously. Come over to visit and watch the Saints, and we met up with him and his wife, Alison, and, yeah, had a great day. Um, so here are his questions. What are the most surprising locations or furthest location that you guys have had listeners from? Um, what we've had listeners, and we still have listeners, in Mauritius, Malaysia, United Arab Emirates, Brazil, Thailand, Oman. Cayman yeah. Islands. Yeah, that's yeah. interesting. But we're quite big in South America. We've got a lot of listeners in South Well, I say a lot. It's um, it's a strange one. Huh? We've got some listeners in Cambodia as well. Have we? Yeah, and Myanmar. I don't, don't know how, how it be. Oh, okay. Yeah. It, it's um, hello to you all. Thank you for listening. What's the most memorable Saints moment of your lifetime? My, mine is the first game, I suppose. I think that's everybody's, right? Um, I went to see Saints versus Blackburn in November 1992. Uh, it was a 1-1 draw. Letizia with the opener. Yeah, and I've, got, I've also got very fond memories of that 2003 Cup, cup run. Uh, I went to most of the games there, not the, the replay at Millwall, but I went to the semi-final against Watford at Villa Park. But I gave my ticket away for the final. True what? story. True, true story. Yeah, I don't think I even told you that, did I, Kev? No. No. So it was probably going, obviously going to the first game is it was probably the biggest thing for me just going last year. But qualifying for Europa was fantastic as well. Most memorable Saints moment for me is uh, appropriately a, a Christmas-themed one. Um, thrashing Arsenal 4-0 on Boxing Day under Koeman. What a fucking day that was. That was just, yeah, all the Christmas presents in one. Yeah, yeah Kuko Screamer. Uh, who is your favourite all-time saint? Finale. Uh, Finale. Class act. Always was. Still is. Thoroughly lovely bloke. Uh, perfect role model as well. Um, but other than that, you've got to go Lambert, Letizel. Schneidlin, I've always liked Schneidlin. I think I'm just going to have to mirror what you said. Yeah, as a person, definitely, Fran, um, he's just a, a saint in all sense of the word, isn't he? Um, but, I mean, club hero, Le God, no one ever comes close. So I'm newer into the gr- group of being a fan, so came up with uh, JWP being an academy boy for life, and I'll take it because I think he's never going to leave, and I think that's going to be fantastic for me to follow and see that he's been following his career since he first came on. Favorite Saints manager? I, for me, it has to be Adkins or Pochettino. Because right, but both were relative unknowns, right? And we didn't know what Cortese was playing at when, when he appointed them. And we were coming off the back of some really bad appointments at that time. I think it was like Jan, Jan Portley, wasn't it? And then when, yeah. when Adkins went unfairly and Pochettino came in, it was a worry. But both appointments proved me wrong, so wrong. Um, and, but I'll go with my heart again and I'll say Adkins. Yeah, I was livid, absolutely livid. When, I remember, when I remember. Yeah, I don't think I can forgive Cortese for that, yeah, even though they brought in um, the, the most successful managers we've had so far. Yeah, and he's just so positive still, doesn't hold it against anyone. And just an all-round nice bloke. So, yeah, I mean, as tempting as it is to say, Ralph, just for the, the good times and the the trophy that we won and the back to back promotions, yeah, it's got to be nice. Yeah. Oh, man, I'm still, like I said, Pochettino is going to be it, though. Still newer okay. to the group, so I can't go back to Adkins or anybody else back that far just because I don't have the experience. Yeah, no, it's a tough decision, but... um Ralph is yeah. Ralph in a year. I'll give you well, if Ralph continues this press for a year or so, maybe around this time next year, it's going to be Ralph. 
Yeah, it'll be it'll be easy to overtake. Trust me, it will be. But it'll just take us getting into Europa, I think, and then he'll outclass them. Favorite underrated saint. I always thought Jack Cork was so underrated, and I really liked him when he was here. Um, but currently, oh, I don't know, Armstrong. Yeah, can you say he's underrated? Um, uh, maybe, maybe, not. maybe maybe not from Saints fans, but certainly from the rest of the league, he is anyway. But, I mean, going back. Uh, from the same era, Punchin. Um, I was annoyed that we sold him. I, th- I thought he could still do a job for us. Um, yeah, I love the guy. But more more recently, I mean, there's so many, isn't it? I think the whole the, the whole Saints team is underrated. Maybe Shea Adams. He got a lot of stick for not banging in the goals that we expected from him. Everyone thought that he was a goner, but yeah, he's come back and proven them wrong. Uh, Stephen Davis. He's yeah, long time very, very member of the one. team. Captain was there for a long time. Uh, there's just so many good things about the guy. While he's never going to be elite in any way, shape, or form, uh, I'll take him. Love him. Love Definitely him, yeah. well remembered by Saints fans. Though. Yeah. Favorite Saints kit? I like the '92, '93 Draper tools. I'm sure. I'm going to go for the centenary one. You know, I'm going to say it. Yeah, 2010 one. Love it's it. Disgusting. Well, you can tell it was popular because they kind of brought it back for this season. Uh, let's see. For me, 2016-2017, the reverse IX kit is my first one I've ever had. I've, I've grown yeah. it initially. It was kind of like, uh, but then it was, but it's a, it's a replica of like the 70s or 80s. And it was, yeah, I thought when, when, one, I, yeah. when I saw that, that was fantastic. Favorite Saints chant. I can tell you what it's not. And Kev's going to know. <laughs> In all Gosh, honesty, yeah, I fucking hate it. I don't like chants much, in all honesty. I, they're fine, they're fine and dandy. But I, I much prefer, like, an impromptu dig at the away fans. Maybe mm. if they're having a go at you, something's happened and then you give them back. It's the unplanned ones, it's, and it's all in good jest. I, I mean, I can't put my finger on one because I'd, I like an impromptu one. That's the best thing about sitting in the itching north or um, just the edge of the nor- northern. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Flicking the bees to each other, that sort of thing. You love it. <laughs> um, oh god, there's so many, aren't there? I mean, okay, when the Saints go marching in, when you've got the whole of St Mary's, when it's a capacity crowd, they're all singing that. It sends shivers up your spine and it gives you the goosebumps. But if we're talking about player chants, I just love the Jose Fonte chant. It still yeah. makes me giggle you to did this love day. That one, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, going back in time, uh, Klaus Lindick from yeah. uh, Klaus. I think that should be revived for James Ward Prowse because um, oh, yeah. I think it's better than the him ones. Yeah. Um, when it, when the entire te- when the entire fan uh, the entire audience is singing Saints go marching in, it feels right. It feels like you're. It just it just makes sense. And then when Tottenham sings it, Spurs yeah, go marching in. It's just like yeah. like what, what what a what terrible shit is this? You know, yeah. like it just it just it makes you feel like this is ours and. You know, I, it feels good. It just, it's a feel good. I gotta go with the, the traditional, the original. Go to match day drink. It's gotta be lager, isn't it? Although I do recall several occasions where me and you, Kev, have had a cheeky whiskey. Yeah, I mean, you can bring that into the stadium and you don't have to queue up for a fortnight to get a pint at half time. Um, although, yeah, the, the stadium does have decent ale on offer normally, so yeah. Probably pre match, go for one of them. Yeah. Durham, North Carolina, there's a place called Bull McCabe's. Well, it's pretty much the only soccer bar in Durham. There's one in Raleigh. Um, can't think of it off the top of my head what the name of it. But Bull McCabe's is great because it's got this huge, gigantic outdoor patio area. But um, lots of great fans. And while it sucks that they have to be Arsenal fans, it's 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 a good, good, good group of people. 
The only place I went to when I was in Southampton is always Weatherspoons because any time you can get a $3 pint is always a good time. Yep. Uh, now that fans are allowed back, do you have a match you are eyeing up trying to get a ticket for? Yes, all of them. Um, well, I've, I've been to one. I went to the Sheffield United one and I probably won't be allowed to go to another one until all season ticket holders have had their chance. So I'll just take whatever I can get. That's right. Current Premier League team you haven't visited but would like to. Tottenham, easy. Love to go to that stadium. I haven't had a chance to go yet. Yeah, and you say him, that'd be nice. And there's a, a couple of away days in London as well. Um, I went to White yeah. Lane. I went to that was that was a, a good away day, but uh, I've never been to yeah. anyone. But yeah, London away days nice car up on the train you know, with the other fans and everything. And um, I'd love to. It's a shame that that Boxing Day fixture is not going to have away fans because um, Craven Cottage looks like a lovely little statement to go to. And for the atmosphere, maybe um, Crystal Palace. I think Selhurst would be a banging place to be an away fan. It's not. You can't see a bastard thing. No, it doesn't matter. <laughs> no, they put you right up, right up underneath the roof and there's a big fuck-off pillar in the way. You cannot see a thing. Horrible ground. One of the worst ones. There's a bit of, well, I've got that Adam and Joe football sign, is it? Um, when I'm watching Villa... My view is obscured by a concrete pillar. Have you not heard that? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's, it's worse at Sellers Park, trust me. I've been to Craven Cottage, and I really like just the, anything that's a quaint, older stadium, so smaller, a group that can really provide that. Oh, you'd love the Dow, then. Yes, I would have. Uh, I think anything like that where it's got a little tradition and um, seeing like that. But also, you got to go to like a real shitty stadium, too. So you got to go to one like where you got to walk Anfield. through the, the church. <laughs> um, like you got to go to you got to go to like an away day at, at Luton's ground just to be able to walk through someone's garden to be able to get into the yeah. stadium itself. That's I think I think that'd be the, the part of the cool experience of going to a a soccer game in England. You want yeah. shitty grounds? Um, Fratton Park's not far away. <laughs> That's a good one, yeah. Why did it's I not? Fucking forget? awful. Have they, have they not yeah. done any repairs? Like the last last time I went, and it, we were, yeah, they didn't even have a roof on the away end. Being an American, is there anything you would like the UK to adopt from the US when it comes to Christmas traditions? And Tim, the same question reversed. I think the decorations are bigger and better. The the US just go all out with their traditions and stuff. I love the sight of them. Um, Rockefeller tree over the rink and um, eggnog. I still don't know what that is, but yeah, that's ew. Things that, uh, ew. No, it's disgusting. If you if you want to if you want to drink 500 calories in a glass, that's it. Jeez, no, not a chance in hell. Uh, Christmas tea, if you want, is obviously boxing. Okay, let me just take it back. Boxing Day, having everything, every sporting event, being able to play on Boxing Day is absolutely fantastic. They do play throughout the Christmas holiday, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day for the NFL too, but Boxing Day itself, you just know it's going to happen. There's everything, everyone's going to be playing it that day or right around then. Um, but the evening, Christmas tea, I would love to have just kind of like a little quaint, little nice little um, knickknacks and selections of, uh, of, of any type of uh, pastries or whatever it might be. Be good, Kevin. I I, I, I have no idea what U.S. Christmas is like. Um, I mean, what what do the Americans have that um, we don't in Britain? Eggnog. Yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure that's a British thing that's been exported. Sure, it's like sort of mulled advocat, isn't it? I don't know. Um, ah, do you have mulled cider? Maybe we can give you that. Oh, mulled cider. Yeah. We do that here. Mm. Glue wine. Uh, how did we meet? And how did we connect with Tim? Uh, yeah, it was at school. Uh, me and Kev were friends throughout school. Um, and, 
yeah, we lived like was it four or five doors down growing up. Five yeah? doors down, yeah. Five doors down. Um, went to same uh, little school, middle school, big school. Uh, yeah, and that was it. Uh, actually, Tim Statman Steve uh, said that he'd been chatting with you, um, and we should consider booking you as a guest. Yes. And I told him to fuck off. <laughs> no, I was like, yeah, okay, okay, what's he done? What what can he offer us? I want to know. Because at the guest, we were looking for guests at that time that were like writers and and stuff. And I thought, and, and he showed me some of the stuff that he'd been working with you on. I thought, okay, this could be quite interesting. And I always love listening to US fans and how, how and why they became fans. And that's how we connected with you. And then we uh, yeah. asked you full time. Yeah, I like I like numbers and I'm an exercise physiologist, so having a background in fitness and any type of injuries can definitely help out for you guys. And uh, I I mean I just swooned you over and you just never left. <laughs> that's, that's how it is. Um, last one from Kurt. This is for Ray and Kevin. Uh, when are you both coming to Tampa so we can attend a lightning game and I can attempt to show you just as much hospitality as you showed Allison and I when we visited Southampton last year. Oh, that's sweet. It's lovely. Uh, as soon as this virus has done one, uh, and you can pay for my flights and accommodations, I'm there, mate. I'll, I'll be there. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll pay for my ticket for the lightning game, if you like. But, yeah, everything else, if you want to pay for, I'm, I'm, I'm there. I, I can I can do that. Yeah. I mean, it's difficult to plan anything these days, isn't it? Go and see Kucherov, Vasilevsky. Mm. Oh, you're winning me round. Yeah. Kurt, it was a pleasure to meet up with you, obviously, and, and, and go to a game. And actually, that's one of the best things about starting this podcast was like connecting with, with people and, and, and chatting to Saints and meeting people. It was, it was great. So hopefully we can do that again one day. That's an amazing day. It's a shame the match wasn't the, the best one. Oh, that was a 1-1 with Palace, wasn't it? If yeah. I remember. Yeah. It's the most fucking outrageous bullshit. Fucking lethal. Fucked up. Didn't give a fuck. Fucking cheeky. Time of the year. Okay, yeah, Mark Griffith's questions. So, this is a long one, but a tough one. Just what she said. <laughs> um, would you rather be the best in Europe and win everything there is to win for five years and spend the rest of the time floundering in League Two? That's familiar territory. Um, or be a top 10 Premier League team will play good football, but destined never to win anything. Also oh, for me. I'm going <laughs> to take the top 10, I think. Right, I'm going to be selfish and go for a bit of European silverware, because you'll yeah. never forget that. You'll never forget it, but you won't want to be floundering in League 2 for the rest of your existence. It would just be no fun at all. I would rather be a, you know, a top 10 Premier League team week in, week out, and never win anything, to be honest. But then... Do you know? I mean, is there? Do you know that you're never going to win anything? Because if you're in that top ten and you're still trying to win everything, there's always the you know we can do this. Yeah, I'll take top ten, just because you're gonna. There's gonna be some highs and lows, but you know you're gonna be a success continually. And being down in League Two is you're gonna be, you're gonna get shit on by the team down the down the down the road. Right, yeah. What would you think to an ultras movement in the UK if you could guarantee no violence or any of the other negative stereotypes that go along with it? And I think in the Premier League, I mean, Palace has maybe got the closest to something like that. But yeah, I think oh, here in Russia or in England, it's you can't not have the violence, I don't think. But yeah, it's like it is in Germany or um, maybe some of the smaller leagues, where it's like, you know, not quite as serious. Um, I think it would make it enjoyable. I'd love that, but I just still don't think you can take away the, the tarnish, yeah, stereotypes and the, and the violence. I think I think me and Mark have had a discussion on this before, and I think he knows how I really feel. I just don't see the need for them, to be honest. I think we've got great fans as it is without violence, and 
do we really need all the flares and the you know excessive fandoms and scaring the kids by the way at all the stadia do we really need all that i just i don't see the need for it to be honest we've got the noise though i like the noise you you get the noise you get all that it's a banging atmosphere Mm, yeah, I'm. I'm just not on board completely. I mean, I could be twisted. I mean, but yeah, I've just. I mean, Mark's had a lot of time in in Switzerland, and he's had a lot of time in Europe and stuff, and he's seen a lot of lot of these games and and Italy, I believe, as well. So um, he's got more experience with it than I do, obviously. But I don't know. I just don't. I just don't see the need. Um, okay, if Southampton FC didn't exist, who would you support and why? Man United. That's it. I grew up with like the Alex Ferguson era and the legends of like Beckham, Skulls, Giggs, Keane. Keane was just a goddamn hero. He still is. I love him in the Sky Studio. I think he, nobody wants to piss him off. Still, I just think, yeah. <laughs> I, I love him, love him to bits, and yeah, that team was 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 magical. So yeah, Man United for me. Um, I think there'd probably be a, a, a local team that would get, I mean, not the same prominence, but that would um, be up there somewhere in the leagues, maybe an Eastleigh or a Scholing FC. Fires. Yeah, uh, the boatman. Uh, Scholing have a good good ultras movement, by the way. <laughs> uh, for me, it's realistically, it's any team that would have a strong and paralleled academy system but does it organically and doesn't buy it through. So I said not Chelsea. Uh, I couldn't, didn't have an exact answer. I uh, just, for whatever reason, just couldn't find one that felt that was really the appropriate. Otherwise, I would have choose a team that would be completely out of the way or be completely unique, and I came up with Plymouth Argyle for whatever mm. reason just because it's all the way down in southwest of England. Green yeah. Army! Pilgrims. Mm. I went there on my holidays, actually. Would you rather produce the best players in the world through your academy but leave them on their 18th birthday, or would you rather sign the world's best on a free but once they have well past their best and only for one season? How good can they possibly be before they're 18? I mean, I'd take a year not at their best and just make the shit out of merchandising and just generally enjoy them. Yeah. Is that a strategy for um, management games? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, probably seems like you're not going to get... You know, twenty Theo Walcotts each season. I so um, yeah. I'll take the academy system. Oh, it's just because my. It's just because it's I. That's how you grow people into becoming good people is through team sports and through education, and uh, it's something you can be proud in. Whereas you don't want to be a West Ham and be a retread team. But then you're just basically a factory for Liverpool. <laughs> you don't have to sell to them. You can sell around the world. Um, okay, is the Premier League really the best league in the world? Why, why not? It is because money. There you go. <laughs> I think so. I've seen a lot of Spanish football. I get really frustrated with all the, the, the play acting and stuff like that and spending most of the time on the deck. I hate it. Uh, Italian football's really, really defensive. German football's fine, but the games and the teams just aren't as interesting for me. Um, the, the rest aren't up to the standards in the terms of talent and the sides of the clubs and and the size of the fan bases. So I've, I've just never allowed myself to get into any other leagues like I do with the Premier League. So, and I don't think, I think they will. No time for the, com- the competition as well. Like that, that top six can vary from season to season and the good teams in and out of it. And the gulf to the championship isn't as big as it is in the other European leagues. That's, yeah, that's why, true. you know, pretty decent in Europe most of the time. Uh, it's the best of marketing and promotions throughout the, throughout the world. Um, mm. but top, top play is, I wouldn't say it's, it's arguable, but I would take it. Uh, as a yes, and then the Italian league is a close. Italian league is a close second, and La Liga would be third. But it's too top heavy. Uh, the t- teams at the bottom are not nearly as good as the teams, uh, the bottom teams in our in, in England. Okay. So yeah, if you could live in one city, 
other than Southampton or Durham, North Carolina, where would it be and why? Uh, Canada, maybe Vancouver, Toronto. Okay. Uh, for me, if it's in the U.S., uh, Chicago, if I want to be home with family, Minneapolis, if I want to be close to my friends, uh, San Luis Obispo, just up the road from Matt Markstone, uh, is because it's gorgeous and it's pretty and there's so much going on there and I've got a little history there. Uh, otherwise, I'd probably end up choosing Winchester just because it's uh, quaint and cute and it it makes a it's always good it's good memories being there. I did say Germany when we asked a similar question, um, but yeah, a particular city, um, Krakow. I loved it. I love uh, when I was living in Poland. I mean, it's such a beautiful city, and it, you can you can live there. It's not intense. It's a little bit quieter than a big metropolis, and you're not far from countryside. Whatever you want, mountains, hills, a bit far from the sea, but I'm used to that. That's fine. All right. If you could go back to one period or event in history and spend the day there, uh, when and where would it be, and why? I'm going to take the obvious option and choose the '76 Cup final day. Oh, okay. Well, you're taking that one. I'm going to stick with the football theme, and I'm going to go back to July 1966, and I'm going to enjoy oh. the, the World Cup final. I'm going to soak up every single second of that day. I'm going to do the pubs. I'm going to do the the parade. I'm going to do the lot. I'm going to say I was there when England lifted that World Cup. I would just choose a time when my dad was in his 20s because I think he's a really great guy and I uh, would enjoy being around him during that time. Uh, just kind of meet him, meet who he was then and see how he's grown into a person. So Aww. I'm going to take, I'll take the, I'll take the sentimental approach. Oh, look how selfish we look now. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, and then you'd take him to the 66 Cup final, of course. <laughs> um, okay. If you opened a brewery tomorrow, what would you call it and what would you brew first? In that number brewery, obviously. And I'd start with a, with an easier pale ale just to get going before I ventured into a bit of, you know, porters and stouts and stuff. It would basically be some Saison. Those are my favorite. And then it would have to do – it's going to be something with figure skating. Uh, it would be a figure skating theme since uh, since Abby is a huge figure skater. Um, oh, I don't know. There's got to be a pun in there somewhere. I just still can't think of it. The Moscow Mash Brewery. Is that yeah. any good? It's not. Yeah. <laughs> no, I do. Um, yeah, maybe I'll think of one a little later and we can cut it in. Maybe we should do it. That's our next project. Oh, interesting. Um, okay, Dallas at Mary's, go on. The Dow, better atmosphere, away teams hated it. Yeah, I mean, it's, again, it's a hipster option to choose the Dow, but I've just got so many memories of St. Mary's, so, um, yeah, I didn't really get a chance to go to the Dow, so, uh, yeah. If you could choose four famous people to have a few pints down the pub with, who would they be and why? Uh, John Lennon, because it's John Lennon. Uh, Henrik Lundqvist because it's Henrik Lundqvist Tiger Woods because he would be absolutely fantastic on a night out and Homer Simpson <laughs> wow uh, I'm going to go with Ryan Reynolds uh, Barack Obama Ewan McGregor and Dave Grohl nice okay I'm going to go with a similar theme uh, musician and politicians and so on um, okay David Bowie Karl Marx so I reckon he's a bit of a raver Ralph, so he could interpret Carl for me. And me. And you, of course. Um, that would be a proper event, wouldn't it? Who, me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, what, after what I've been doing to Ralph earlier in this podcast. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> piss up. Okay, we've got uh, next lot of questions from Saints News now. Um, just brilliant. Uh, if you want to follow them on Instagram, amazing, great. Uh, content always there thoroughly nice bloke as well um, sent us his 10 questions so 
What's the hardest podcast you've ever had to record, for example, after a heavy loss? I think every time we lose, it's tough, isn't it? And there's never an urge to chat about it too much. I always like to leave it like 24 hours or so, so I can simmer down a bit. Um, it does get me in a bad mood, you know. And with this schedule at the moment, and that hasn't been the case because we've been recording like 30 minutes after full time if we've lost, and it's... It's, it's really difficult to try and hide the anger a little and, and keep a cool ahead. Since I've only been on the season, I'll go with ta- just the Tottenham game, just because it was the second game in in the season. It was the second game in a second loss in a row, and it was five two, and it was just a complete beatdown. And we looked like we looked like hell, but mostly they were just fantastic. It's obvious to say that that's the game, but actually, it's when it's that bad, it's quite easy because you can just ramp, but. The one that left me feeling the most dejected was the next time they after that against Everton. Everton, yeah. Just lifeless, and we had to do a pod. Um, some of the earlier ones, uh, Mark Hughes, when Mark Hughes was manager, they were quite painful to get through, but luckily we had a shorter format then, and it didn't <laughs> didn't take up yeah. too much of a weekend. What's your favourite ever moment you've captured on the podcast? Really hard to pinpoint, but I always enjoy the ones that, you know, the specials that we have, and when we have guests on that we can just relax and it just seems to flow better. Like like Kev said, we had um, Greg on, he was great, and the pirate would come on, that was great. I don't know, it's difficult to pinpoint one, but yeah, all the, all the specials. I like some of the just serendipitous things like the Ralph Express coming past and just the imp- impromptu gags that come out of it. Yeah, that, that always amazes me. And the, the silly puns and slip-ups that manage to work their way into the podcast, like... Um, uh, calling him Hoybag and Jack fucking Stevens. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what is your unpopular Saints opinion? I hate a huge percentage of our chants, especially wash your mouth outside. Um, those away fans don't give a shit about those rivals up the road. Um, just, I just don't like it. I just got no time for it. I don't want to hear it. There you go. Gao is not a terrible is it isn't a terrible owner. He doesn't really interfere in things. So you know you got a lot of terrible owners out there who are sticking their neck where they don't need to be. And while he isn't investing a whole lot, it's kind of keeping a neutral thing. It could be a whole lot worse. My answer was going to be almost identical to Tim's, but um, of more recent um, arguments I've had on Twitter, uh, Michael Femi's a good footballer. <laughs> I think he's got potential, but um, he's just, you know, his head's maybe not in the right place at the moment. Uh, what's the greatest goal you've ever seen at the stadium? I say my first goal, Letizia against Blackburn, because it was just a special moment. Um, and I also, there's, there's, I've got a, another one I remember taking my son to his first game. It was the Stoke City game. It was 2-2. It was very early. We, we got a free kick and Lambert puts it down. And, and Hayden looks up at me and he says, he can score from here, can't he? And I was like, nah, nah, he'll probably just put it at the back stick for Yoshida or, or J-Rod or something like that. And then he whips it in the top corner and the place just went hectic. And it was, yeah, amazing. I love that. So that, that's a special one for me because I got to, got to witness it with my son. Um, Cuckoo Streamer, again. Okay. Uh, favourite and least favourite Christmas song? I like Driving Home for Christmas by Chris Rea and I hate the rest. <laughs> no, um, it's probably Santa Baby. I fucking hate that song. It makes me cringe when it comes on. Uh, Paul McCartney. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Jeez, I just want to shoot something if not myself um and if it's the favorite in there as well yeah favorite and least favorite um, i always like that uh, what's the the, the waitresses one yeah oh christmas wrapping the waitresses. yeah 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 i always thought that was first quite 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 fun but um yeah more recently 
I remember just um, driving like a maniac through Christmas traffic to uh, Bob Dylan's uh, Must Be Santa, Must Be Santa. That's, that's a good song. Uh, pretty much all of them. <laughs> but you like you them. You don't like them. <laughs> no, I'm just not a fan. Uh, which Saints player would you trust to cook your Christmas dinner? Uh, can I take Ralph? Other than that, I don't know. Maybe Danny Ings. You trust him with everything, right? So uh, Romeo, uh, Spanish. He's Spanish, so I, th- I trust Spanish person more than just about anybody else to cook. Yeah, I reckon Ward Prowse would be quite a sight in an apron. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think I'd trust him uh, to, to cook up a decent Christmas dinner as our captain. Uh, where's the weirdest place you've met a Saints player? Uh, okay, right. Well, I used to work at the stadium, so I've met them all at some point, or back in the day. Um, I remember, right, true story, I remember being in the kitchens at St. Mary's uh, and Jason Dodd waltzes in. He throws a bread basket down and just starts yelling at me about the standard of their lunch, like saying the bread was stale, the chicken was dry. He was livid. Uh, and 20 seconds later, one of the trainers come in and he apologised uh, for him and just said, yeah, he's been yelling at everyone today, she's having a bad day. Um, so, yeah, that was a weird one. Uh, there was a moment as well, right, Not not a player, but... Uh, where I was working on the boxes up on the uh, third floor, and I was in one of the back service lifts at the stadium. I'm going down, and the lift stops on the second floor, where the boardroom is, and Harry Redknapp steps in. Just the two of us, tiny little lift. I didn't say a fucking word to him, and he just gets off, um, and it wasn't until afterwards that I thought, what the fuck was he doing there? Because he was managing those guys up, up the road right at that point, and a few weeks later... He resigns and he is appointed our manager. So ah. I, I like to think that he was having an interview with Rupert Lowe about the job and he was sneaking out. Are you at out. the inside scoop? Yeah. See, this is the thing, right? He was sneaking down the service lift so he wouldn't be seen. I could have sold my story to the sun, right? Why didn't I do it? I just didn't think of it. But yeah. I've also um, I bumped into Patrick Vieira quite literally. I was walking, like looking by, over my shoulder and I turned around and I bumped straight into him and... My slight 18-year-old figure just bounced off him. <laughs> He's a fucking animal. It was just like, ow. But yeah, that was right by the uh, by the player's tunnel. Do your wives share the same passion for Saints that we do? No. It's not possible, is it? She's getting into it. She enjoys and she's starting to learn things. And I think she just... Um, Abby's been amazing about just trying to... Any interest that I have, she'll ask quite genuine questions and then let me be when she doesn't want to ask stupid questions or like things that might be ridiculous. So I'm, I really like that she does that. So, uh, Abby, if you're listening, you're the, be- you're awesome. That's brilliant. So, um, Marina, Marina used to get into it a bit more. She's, she has a passing interest. Like, um, yeah, when I'm watching the matches, she'll, she'll sit, sit there and, um, can't take night and shout with the referee or whatever. But, um, yeah, not the same fashion. Uh, a couple of funny ones it. Would you rather have sex with a goat and no one knows, or don't have sex with a goat but everyone thinks you did? <laughs> All right, so I've got I've got you, and then the second one because it's less likely uh, that I would actually people would believe because I don't have a Welsh or a New Zealand accent. Ooh, harsh. I don't think any part of my anatomy wants to be up a goat, but at the same time, wherever you go, someone's going to be like big fucker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Goat fuck or whatever, but yeah, I just like I really Alex's don't know. Joke off the Discord, like uh, yeah, you know, I I make so many boats in my life, and they don't call me Giuseppe the boat maker. I built many houses, <laughs> but they don't call me Giuseppe the the house maker. But you fuck one goat. 
Um, yeah, I'd rather just not have anyone know. Thank you very much. So you'd rather just do it? Okay. Mm-hmm. So, Kev, you fucked Ralph and a goat in this episode. Nice. Oh, hypothetically only. <laughs> uh, would you rather fight Mike Tyson once or talk like him for the rest of your life? <laughs> no, no, this is... If this is a properly sanctioned bout, I'd take that because... You know, I'd go down early and lose horribly, but and, and I'd have the refs to protect me, right? So I'd do that, and I get paid. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, can you imagine that um, pay-per-view ticket? Mike Tyson against some twat from South <laughs> <laughs> No one's going to buy that fight, but uh, yeah, maybe out of interest. But, uh, yeah, I think I'm going to go the same. This is this was actually a fairly easy one because I choose fight, and I either try to bite him. Um, or I would try to spit on him and then get, 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 and the reason is, is you'd then be disqualified and then you could run away. Uh, (laughs) I think I would be fast enough to beat him. That's about my only thing that I could do. Not, not agility in the rink, but I could definitely outrun him as I run out of the rink and run up the tunnel and away and out of the stadium. (laughs) Never have to see him again. Could always have one of us on, on the, on the ropes just to throw the towel in. Okay, Kevin. Who's uh, next question has come from Tim Marshall. He asks, favourite episode? Anyone we've had a guest on, I suppose. Uh, Carl Anker was good, uh, I, I think. Uh, one Man City one was good because the calibre of away guests we booked, it was um, it was really good. I enjoyed when we had we had him on. And Will from Limehouse po- uh, Podcast was good. Just a great laugh throughout, didn't we, when we have the good guests on. Um, and, and whenever we get Greg on, it's always a hit. I don't want to pinpoint one. No, that's not fair. First one I've been on. It's my favorite episode because I'm thankful to be on it. Yeah. Uh, okay, then a uh, favorite guest. I, I, I'm going to say Tim. What Tim? Tim Marshall or Tim Bazant? Aha! It's ambiguous. Okay, I'll just I'll just say Tim. Okay, I'll say Tim as well then. Yeah, I, I think anyone that's been asked to come on it a couple of times is special because it means we love you. So both Tims have been on more than once. So there we go. And if you've only been once, we hate you. <laughs> um, okay, finish 15th, but win a domestic trophy or get to the Champions League. I think if Saints got to the Champions League, I'd be spending my time being miserable because of the quality of the opposition that we're playing. Um, I just want to win. I just want Saints to win a trophy. League Cup, FA Cup would be huge to me. And a massive Shut up and lock down the road, wouldn't it? Yeah, I, just a massive step up from the Football League trophy as well. It would be nice. So, yeah, I would take the trophy. I would take the – if it's the FA Cup, I'd take the 15th uh, finish. But if it's the Carabao, I'll take the Champions League. Ooh, that's a good call. Yeah. Uh, which team would you most like to see relegated? Liverpool. Arsenal for the memes, but probably Liverpool. <laughs> um, actually, Arsenal is a very good call. Like one of those teams that's um, been in Premier League since its inception and have never been relegated. Everton have fallen into that category. But, um, yeah, West Ham being relegated is always a laugh, isn't it? <laughs> um, okay, best Christmas gift you've ever received? Uh, PlayStation. The original Xbox, but probably actually when I went to Disneyland with my family. That was probably mm. really cool. Uh, my best Christmas gift was um, from... Sir Francis Benali. Yeah, um, just uh, the video congratulation that he gave us. That's the, the best uh, bow that you could put on this uh, this Christmas gift. Um, yeah, what's the worst Christmas present? Okay, so my older brother had me a present in late November, just after my birthday. He had this massive box all wrapped up with a red bow on it, 
Um, and he said he's got me a surprise for Christmas. All December, I was excited to open it. So intrigued. Um, and I opened it first and everything. And inside it, it was another box. And inside that was another. I just kept the and go. It was getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And so I eventually opened. And it was a house brick from our garden wall. <laughs> I was devastated. I was oh, Christmas 95, I think that was. But yeah, and the, the look on his face when I opened it, he was so pleased with himself. That it was <laughs> uh, I just don't want food. <laughs> I'm, I'm, a, I'm a party pooper. And I just don't give me food. I don't want food. Big hamper coming to Tim's right now. <laughs> I can't think of a, a worse Christmas present. I'm normally quite grateful for anything I get, to be honest. Okay, I'll get you a shirt from that club up the road. Um, I remember getting me a, a PlayStation, and I, I knew I wouldn't have played it, so I made her take it back and keep the money. Wow. Whose idea was it to do the podcast? Uh, it was yours, really. It was mine. Yeah, yeah my good. Um, if you had to do a podcast about another subject, what would it be? A friend of mine approached me, actually, with a little side project, which I declined. So I would have to say about TV or film, maybe. Or perhaps another sport. It would have to be sport-related, but yeah. I reckon I'd have a good money spinner on an English-language podcast. Oh, yeah, you'd be right so, up there. Yeah, Kev, Kev, Kevin's grammar. Anything that you can do to support young adults who are transitioning to the real world, so real-world like real world life tips, like where to go to do taxes and how to finance for a house and you know basic things on saving for retirement. Oh, that's good. We get funding for that as well. Mm. If, if you had to be a, a pantomime horse, would you rather be in the front or the back? <laughs> the uh, front. Yeah. Yeah, I'll take the front. Don't care. I have a feeling that, there, that there's more into this question. Yeah, I think um, <laughs> <laughs> it might be a, a failed um, innuendo. Yeah. Innuendo. <laughs> I'm taking the front. I think a front would probably be more comfortable than the back. I don't mm-hmm. know. One would have to be bent over, the other be stood up. Yeah, I see where this is going. No, yeah. I'm not falling for it. Um, if you had to get a secret Santa present for any player, who would you get and what? I'm going to get Danny Ings and I'm going to get him a new contract, obviously. Um, yes. It, it doesn't even have to be a real one. Just just a message to, to get to him and say, let's sign and to let him know how much the fans love him. Um, we'll always love you for as long as you stay. Okay. In that case, um, if things are sorted, I'm going to get Redmond an all expenses paid trip to wherever the fuck he went a couple of seasons ago to get his fitness up and his um, head straight and get him back into that form. Just imagine that. I would give Stuart Armstrong the same stuff I put in my hair to see how well it holds up in his hair, just because I'm super curious. <laughs> jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell rock. Vestigard balls. Bednarik's ball length pole. You love to see it. Oh, man, those are so pretty, though. Okay, the next ten questions comes from Alex Haas. He says, congratulations on reaching 100. That's a big deal. And my ear holes are delightfully full, although ready for more. Thank you, Alex. Uh, Love Alex, he's great. Number one, what is your favourite Christmas time tradition? For me, it starts Christmas Eve in the evening. We all snuggle up on the sofa and watch Muppet Christmas Carol. Um, it's actually a tradition that Gemma's dad did with her when she was little, and we caught, we sort of like take it over, and even before we had children, we did. And then, you know, my father-in-law still watches it to this day as well. But um, and then on the day, you know, the kids come into our room, stupid o'clock in the morning, we open the stocking presents uh, downstairs, open the tree presents, um, uh, Boxing Day fixtures. I think Tim touched on it earlier. That's a great tradition that we have. Oh yes. Never a fan of going to the game on Boxing Day though. Um, and me and Kevin actually usually take a game around Christmas as well when he's allowed. And one of our favourite traditions, Kev, the poker tournament, which we had last night. 
Um, and it's been going strong since 2003. I think you've mentioned all of the best things about Christmas, to be honest. Um, yeah, I mean, other than the ridiculous amount of, of food. But yeah, one Christmas tradition in our house is uh, uh, missing the Queen's speech. <laughs> Everyone looks at uh, a particular time like... They look, look at the clock or they're watching and go, oh, no, we've missed the Queen's speech again. <laughs> it was just like a sort of the- theatrical routine every year that's been going on for as long as I can remember. Sorry, Royalists. Tim? Uh, the lights. Christmas lights. It's yeah. real big popular around the U.S. And, and just enjoy driving by and seeing all the pretty lights. Uh, number two, what compelled you guys to start this podcast? Uh, boredom, I think. <laughs> um I was looking for a project, and I'm a patron supporter of the New York Rangers podcast called Blue Shirts Breakaway. Um, the host of that, Greg Kaplan, who has been on the show a couple of times, submitted us 10 questions earlier as well, um, is actually a Saints fan. So I got to know them guys. They came over to Southampton uh, from New York and watched the game with me. Uh, and it just yeah, it just inspired me to give it a go, and, and I love it. It's been fantastic for me and Kevin. And, you know, there's been months, there's been times where we've gone months without chatting, but this podcast has brought us closer Kev, I think. yeah definitely so yeah that's, that's one well up, for, well up for doing it and yeah just I like the chance to be be creative and you know, do something um, yeah a little, little bit silly uh, le- learning new skills uh, learning more about the team I love and yeah getting to know Ray better and meeting lots of interesting people if you could have one Saints player to make you dinner who would it be and what do you think the dinner would be? See, now, I, I love Italian food, right? So I'm going to say, I know they're not playing now, so it's going to have to be Gabbiadini or Pella. They're going to make me their speciality. I don't care what it is, but I guess they both make a wicked lasagna. So that would be cool. I would go with Musa Gineppo because I've never had food from Mali and don't know what it would be like. So I feel like it would be a really unique experience and try something completely out of the spectrum of what I normally have. Yeah, I, I was going to say exactly the same thing. Um, yeah, I'm quite open-minded about food. I'll try anything, and I haven't tried Marlene food, so that, that would have been my option. Uh, who else is from an interesting place then? Uh, Salisa? Let's try some... Oh, yeah. Some James Ward Prowse is from an interesting place. Yeah, but I mean... I, I don't like eating shit for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, either trying something new with Mohammed Salisu, and then I can definitely confirm that not only does he exist, but he can he can cook up a good uh, uh, a good meal, uh, or some good old hearty Polish cuisine from Jan Bednarek. Oh yeah, boy, if they got some good food in Poland. Mm. Um, of the current squad, which player would you most want to have on the show to chat with you guys? Uh, I, I'm going to say Ralph. I know he's not you know a player, but Ralph would be great. Or Stuart Armstrong. He's fairly quiet, isn't he? He doesn't do a lot of interviews. I'd, I'd like to chat with him. I won't Shano whilst he's still in the team. Oh, God, I can't believe I forgot about that one. I just think he'd be such a good laugh. I mean, yeah, Theo, um, he's probably going to be quite a good interviewee as well, so that's not a bad alternative option. I went with uh, who's been around the longest and talk about the season by season. So probably the most recently would be Ward Prowse or Long, just because they've been around for the last five years. And I think that'd probably be the best route for me. You don't want macarons so you could talk goal? Oh, that would, I mean, that would be fantastic, too. It'd all be um, fantastic, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, it would be. Top three movies. Predator, Die Hard, Cool Runnings. I've got Shawshank Redemption, Van Wilder, 
and oh man, I couldn't I couldn't think of a third. There's this like real stupid movie from a while back. It's uh, it's called Out Cold that I always liked as a kid. I always liked when I was in my twenties. It's it's not anything great or fantastic anyway, but it does have it's one of the first movies with Zach Galifianakis in it, and he was hilarious. I'm going to go. My favorite film of all time is The Great Dictator. It's just a masterpiece. I love Chaplin, and um, the story behind it's brilliant. And yeah, I love satire. Uh, it makes you laugh, makes you cry. Uh, Pulp Fiction, what, what a great film. Oh yeah, just talking about it the other day. Um, yesterday, in fact. Yesterday, yeah. Um, it's one of those films that you can watch again and again, and uh, you don't get tired of that. And I, I suppose for balance, I should put a Russian film in there, but I think I'm going to go with that. Kintadza, yeah. Really weird. Uh, that's, a, that's, a, that's a Russian comedy. porn, isn't it? <laughs> no, it's a it's a cult Russian comedy film that yeah kind of divides people, but I think it's um it's funny and it's got a, an interesting kind of philosophical message and a uh, uh, kind of hidden parody of society that I, I really like. Hmm, I didn't realise Russia did comedy. <laughs> <laughs> it's the it's the Europa League final. Uh, we've played through extra time. Who are your first five penalty takes? Letizia, Lambert. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, uh, the current squad. Right, OK. So Danny Ings, number one. James Ward-Prowse, number two. Shea Adams, number three. Stuart Armstrong, four. Not Theo, for sure. Uh, Nathan Redmond, maybe. Or Bertrand? Yeah, Bertrand. I'll say Bertrand. Ings, Ward-Prowse, Armstrong, Adams, Bertrand. Ings, Ward-Prowse, Armstrong, Vestergaard, Adams. Not dissimilar. Ings, Ward-Prowse, Adams, Bertrand, Armstrong. I really want to say Shane Long, but he missed that. that Yeah, I know. Even Ward-Prowse and Ings have missed one in the first. That's weird, isn't it? We haven't got a... a deadly penalty taker. We don't get get any of them anymore, though, so it doesn't matter. (sighs) Yeah. (laughs) Um... Have you ever thought about becoming a football coach at some level? Yes, I have. I wanted to coach kids. Um, I, I like myself in that role. I thought it'd be quite good. Um, for me, no. Um, yeah, I can barely play, um, let alone coach. So, so I think um, my knowledge to pass on is maybe in different areas. Yes, but I, I don't have time for it. Favourite thing to eat on Christmas Day? I think I know yours, yours Tim. Ham. <laughs> I want ham. I want Christmas ham. Exactly. I'm going to take my father-in-law's goose fat potatoes. I love them. They're great. And the the sausages with the bacon wrapped around it. I love it. Mm. Christmas pudding. Always got to leave enough space for Christmas pudding. I never Uh, do that. I I always do the party trick of setting fire to it. Um, Yeah, with diesel. (laughs) Okay. Who's the funniest looking Premier League manager this season? (laughs) (laughs) Alex suggests Graham Potter because he looks like a goose. Now, I I couldn't think of anyone, but then when I looked at Graham Potter, all I could see was a goose. So I'm gonna I'm gonna piggyback off of that and I'm gonna say the same thing because I don't think any of them look really really funny looking to be honest apart from Graham Potter. I think when we were picking out the I was picking out the photos for our um, Coastbusters theme and there were so many photos of um, Graham Potter looking dopey yeah. I could just couldn't choose the favourite one. Yeah, you sent me about five pictures. But yeah. It's Arteta because his team's effort is funny to me. <laughs> and he looks like a vampire. He does. Um, if you mean by funny looking, you mean ugly, he's got to be Steve Bruce. Mm. You just can't help but look at his nose. Yeah. He's a proper centre half, he is. Uh, yeah, he was. Yeah. Um, I mean, I could have got his sword. I think if he grew a beard, he'd be a good Santa. He would, yeah. Um, if you could punch any Saints player or manager, past or present, in the face, who would it be and why? Lovren. Lovren. Uh, Mark Hughes. I think it's kind of self explanatory. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin. Um. Oh, so many. Maybe Danny Osvaldo, just give him a taste of his own medicine. 
I think she's the best. She's just not a bad-looking woman, to be honest. Like, even though she's a disgusting person. Um, so yeah, I'd go with her. Um, maybe even enjoy it. Uh, <laughs> I'd marry... Step up from the goat, Kev. Trust me. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'd be thinking of that when I was with the goat. Um, uh, yeah, I'd marry Thatcher because um, she's she's dead. Gets you out of it and killed Theresa May. There you go. Would you rather have hands for feet or feet for hands? Uh, hands for feet, I think. Yeah, me too. You, you can hide them. Plus, my toes already look like fingers. So. Uh, feet for hands? I don't know. <laughs> okay, phone Christmas Ruby. Um, would you rather have your breath smell like a fart or have your laugh sound like a fart? Uh, oh, my God. Um, <laughs> I think my laugh. Because although the only thing is, if my laugh sounds like a fart, I'll be constantly laughing. <laughs> imagine if it, because like, my laugh does come through quite a lot in this podcast. And if you imagine just um, it would be me farting, that would set you off. And if we're yeah. both farting there, we'd never get anything done, would we? Yeah, I'd still take that, though. Yeah, yeah probably. Uh, I would choose laugh, because I would just try to not laugh ever. Breath, yeah, that's you have a good to idea. To speak. You can get breath mints or something. Nose mm. game. Um, <laughs> All right, if you didn't enjoy football as much as you do, what other sport would you lads want to talk about? Yeah, it's hockey for sure. NHL themed podcast. Or Rangers one. Probably one. Uh, American college football. Okay. Can we get one that we could all agree on? What sport would we find sort of equally as interesting? So I'm not particularly interested in um, American football. Yeah, hockey? Hockey's cool. Hockey, yeah, okay. I'll do hockey. fine. Yeah. All right. So next week then, lads. Yes. Uh, Episode uh, 101. Team by team. Uh, yeah. Going through, starting off with a Russian league. CSK. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Kevin McAllister versus the Presenter. Kevin has 24 hours to prepare his home from invasion. <laughs> Who wins? Oh, I'm going to go... I mean, you got to go with a predator, haven't you? I, although I want, I am, I want to go with Kevin. Yeah, I'm going to go with my namesake. Um, he's that much older now, so he's probably going to be a bit more smarter, and some um, probably got a career as a hacker somewhere. A uh, predator, he can just, he'll just collapse the roof down continuously, and then break the roof, to the second level or third level down, and kind of just yeah. break it down. So it's, it's obviously it predator. Yeah. yeah, it's Friday. Um, all right, and <laughs> um, okay. Would you rather shit in your hands or shit in someone else's hands? What a question. Uh, my own, I think. Uh, yeah, someone else's. I think it'd be fine. <laughs> no, who's he going to get to do that? It doesn't specify, does it? I can shit in um, Theresa May's hands before I kill her. It's going to be an awkward. Like, just keep your hands there. I'm just going to drop my trousers. Someone with big hands. <laughs> yeah, I just go with my hands. No one else. No one else has to deal with it. Three points against Fulham, please. Okay, Kevin. Last one. Who have we got? It's Matt Markstein, the one, the only. Okay. Okay. Again. 
fuck, marry, kill. There's a theme going here, isn't there? Um, <laughs> we did ask for it, didn't we? We did say no limits. Yeah. Uh, okay. Puel, Pellegrino, Hughes. Uh, marry Hughes, fuck Puel, and kill Pellegrino. Oh, I've said that quite a lot, actually. Fuck Puel. <laughs> so it just fits. Mary Pu- Mary Puel, uh, fuck Pellegrino, and kill Hughes. Just screw that guy. <laughs> yeah, I'm the same here. I, th- I think Pills Pills and quite a nice guy. So if I had to live with one of them for the rest of my life, it'd be him. Favorite and least favorite Boxing Day fixture in your memory? Favorite is that 4-0 Arsenal game. Yeah. From 2015. Um, and the least was that 5-2 to Spurs from a couple of years ago. Was it 2017 now? I would have said that, but it's not. It wasn't on Boxing Day, was it? No, it was. Well, no, it wasn't. It like the day after. It's 27, yeah. Yeah, I'll t- well, I'll still take that because it was the, 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 the pictures from it. Okay, yeah, I thought you could argue that. Um, okay, what have each of you given up in order to make time for this show? Uh, my family and sleep. I wish you missed most. <laughs> no, ser- seriously, um, I, I don't like taking notes whilst I'm watching, um, so I've given up some enjoyment of it in that sense. You know, if I have the time, I normally watch it again and take notes a, a second time. So, yeah, but and other than that, a lot of time and a lot of sleep that I miss out on. So uh, Less Sunday hangovers, that's all. <laughs> oh, well, that's probably a very good thing. Um, yeah, giving up um, my entire weekend, practically. Um, if it was a Saturday game, then watching, taking notes, and got to be at home for that, recording on the Sunday as well. So, yeah, it can be difficult to... to to get out at the weekend so yeah I've given that up and it's kind of taken the place of the language lessons that I used to go to on a Sunday but I'm not sure that I would have been going there anyway so it's kind of a replacement hobby for me um, okay each of you pick your five-a-side team using any player with at least one appearance since you started doing the show you can't select the same player okay so I thought about this we're going to do a draft system and I've figured this out so you can have you can have to have the same formation as well, okay? So you've got to have one goalkeeper, one defender, two midfielders and a forward, all right? One defender? Yep, we're doing that, okay? You fuck with my formation, Rush. Sorry, mate. I just figured there's more midfielders to choose from and more defenders we'd like to forget, if you know what I mean. So we're going to do it on, on that. So we're going to draft it in this order, and I've done this fairly. So the goalkeeper, first pick, Tim. I have to go with McCarthy since he's the only one that <laughs> he's played since I've been on the show. So. I'm going to take Fraser Forster. Kingsley Blackburn. Um, <laughs> uh, Tommy Forecast. No, okay. Um, yeah, all right. I get gun. Thank you. Okay. Defenders then. One defender. Kevin, you're up first. Uh, Yannick. Oh, okay. He wasn't even on my list. I'm going to take Bednarik. He's a much better uh, all-rounder, five-a-side player. And yeah, you can get up the pitch nice. You guys are taking the center backs. I know I'll play small ball for the five aside, so I'll take Walker Peters. Yeah, he was my third choice, actually, and Bertrand was my, was my second choice, but yeah. Midfielder, then, it's me to go first. I'm going to take James with Prowse all day. I'll take, uh, I'll take Junepo. I'll play. Uh, and Kevin, your number one midfielder? Armstrong. Uh, forward, uh, I'll take Ings. Bastard. Uh, I'm going to take Long. That's a good choice. Yeah, the energy. And he knows what to do on that five-a-side pitch, all right. Adams would be good, isn't it? Yeah, strong. Yeah, okay, Adams. Uh, midfielder number two, uh, who's up first? Kevin, you're up first. I'm going to go for a bit of a left-of-field choice and go for Buffon. Mm, good, very Just good imagine, choice. Imagine that energy. Yep, yeah, I, I, I like that. Tim, you're next. I'll, um, yeah, I'm gonna t- I was going to take Redmond, but I need, a, I need a defensive guy, so I'm going to take Romeo. Okay, well, I'm, on my list, I've got Walcott, Redmond, and I'm going to... Throw 
a curveball. I'm going to go Lamina. Wow. Okay, we'll have to compare our teams afterwards and see, see who's got the best. Okay, which shirt sponsor would you rather get tattooed on your chest? Virgin, LT Sports, or Bet.im? <laughs> Reluctantly, Virgin, just because it looks better as well. Yeah. on the beach, uh, like advertising yeah. Virgin. Oh, uh, yeah, Virgin. Easy. Easy choice. Kev? Um, just LT Sports. Really? <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Okay. Um, what's been the most frustrating or challenging part of doing the show? Kevin. I think just, um, yeah, just finding the, 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 you know, the time and the energy to, to do it each week, especially, especially after some boring and frustrating results. Yeah, I, I, th- I think the prep for prepping frustrates me the most and the planning of it at the time. And, but the time zones haven't really been an issue like I thought it would be, but, um, the, the most rewarding part of it is when you get emails of support from people that just say, yeah, a really good show this week. Makes it all worthwhile. So, yeah, that for yeah, me. Definitely, when we get positive feedback. But uh, on a personal level, I think the most re- what I find most rewarding in what we do is just the, doing the, the, the funny, creative stuff, especially with the, you know, the artwork and um, thinking up new ideas for the show. I love that. Uh, word vomit. Le- I, learning to speak better. <laughs> so word vomit, yeah, it's the worst part, but now I'm learning how to speak a little bit better. I still haven't learned how to get the um out of my speech. In lessons, yeah. I completely control it. Not a problem at all. No hesitation. But, yeah, here I find myself grasping for words and end up going, um, and, uh, yeah, I really apologise to the listeners for that. It's natural. Now, it's natural. Yeah. Well, now I've kind of drawn their attention to it. It's going to be a lot more difficult to listen to. <laughs> um, if you could go and back... See, I again now. <laughs> Cut. If you could go back and change one result since you started the show, what one would it be? And why is it 9-0? <laughs> yeah, it's the obvious, though, isn't it? Uh, although, Kevin, that 9-0 did wonders for our listeners. It's true. Um, Most listen to episodes. Yeah, but I would change it because it seems to have defined us, doesn't it? For good or bad, they flip it from our good form um, uh, as that turning point, don't they? They always say, oh, well, since that game. So I change it like that for sure because I don't want to hear it. Yeah, I would just choose the Tottenham game. 5-2. Well, 9-0 it is. Um, okay. If you had the chance to be in the stadium for any goal of Saints have ever scored, what would it be and why? I'm going to take the liberty of uh, Stokes' goal in the cup final. Bobby Stokes, 83rd minute, 1st of May, 1976. Oh, yes. So, yeah, so I've only seen one goal in person, and I'm going to go with I'm, going to, I'm happy to be there because it was my first time being there, and it was a good goal. But I just I think it's going to means the most because I was there for it and it was the first time I ever was. Yeah, that Swansea away match has got to be up there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 All right. Top five guests you both want to have on the show? Uh, Fran- that we haven't already had on. Franny Benali, Ralph Hasenhill, Stuart Armstrong, Ricky Lambert, Matt Markstein. <laughs> uh, no, uh, Danny Ings. Uh, I'll go with Ralph. Uh, whoever the head doctor is, just because I'm really curious about that. Uh, Ward Prowse. Ings and probably the current sporting director. That's good. That's good. That's good. Good answer. Okay. Yeah. I think um, Fran and Latiz, um, if we can keep him from talking about conspiracy theories, um, Ralph, Shano, and Theo. Last question. How do you plan to celebrate episode 100? Um, I'm going to go and collapse after this mammoth episode. By answering your question, Matt. That's it. Yeah. Now, we, we had our European tour all booked. Um, 
we sold thousands of tickets, obviously, but we had to cancel because of COVID. So we're yeah, this instead. Albert Hall was all but set apart from that last uh, lockdown, which is yeah. a bit of a disappointment. That, that's it, guys. That, that's it. That's 100 questions. Oh, thank you so much for sending in your questions and thanks for putting up with us. And thank you, Tim and Kevin, for answering and sticking around. Yeah, it's been great. I just want to say also Merry Christmas to everybody. Um, Kevin, have the best time in Zanzibar. Tim, I hope you you and Abby have a lovely Christmas, and I hope the move goes well. But, I mean, me and you, Tim, are going to be sticking around for the the, uh, episode 101 for Fulham. Um, As I mentioned before, Kevin will not be with us for that because he's on his holly bobs. (laughs) But, yeah, and we were taking a little break until Kevin returns. Sounds great. Kevin, say something smart. I love you guys. Um, Yeah, it's it's been a very, very interesting year. I think this is going to be my last podcast of the year and it's going to be, well, for everyone, yeah? It's our last podcast of the year. No, we got 101 coming. On the okay, take back every single fucking word I said. Um, this is my last podcast of the year, so I just want to say that, yeah, thank you very much, Ray, for putting up for all the shit I put you through um, and Tim as well. Um, thanks for helping me learn more about the game and making, I think, better podcast this year than it was last year it's been a a tough year tough season loads of weird shit going down and i hope that 2021 brings better things for both of you in your lives that this pandemic will end as soon as possible that saints will come on and storm the league win the title and thank you to all the listeners for yeah making our what we do all worthwhile. That was lovely, Kev. Thank you. I'm tearing up. Ah, oh, uh, yeah. That's my Oscar, Oscar speech. And Tim, yeah, thanks again, pal. Thank you so much. It's been it's a pleasure being here. Until episode 101, up the Saints. Jingle all the Saints. <laughs> up the Saints. Up the fucking Saints. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.